In today's episode of Bill and Frank's Guilty Pleasures, we explore a song that brings a surprising amount of pain to at least one of our hosts. We discuss a song with a fretless bass that we cannot stop talking about. And we talk about a singer whose first line in Do They Know It's Christmas helped propel him to superstardom in the United States of America. This is our take on Every Time You Go Away by Paul Young. So I know you usually ask me a lot more questions than I ask you. Do you you think that's true? I think so. You usually ask me way more questions. You're way more prepared for this than I ever am. I'm very reactionary. You're kind of more planned than I am. That was my joke. I asked you a question. Oh, look at that. You asked me a question. I didn't even pay attention. Okay. Anyway, when you go away on a trip, so every time you leave, what do you take with you? What is the one thing you always take with you? That's a good question. There are certain things we always take with us, our wallets, our phones, right, right. stuff like that. A bag full of books, perhaps, if yeah. you're your wife. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which would cost so much at the airport. Yeah. It's like bowling ball worth of books. I always bring my milk pills. Okay. Like, like It's like the most important thing for me is having milk pills, knowing that wherever I go, they're probably going to make me something full of cheese or milk. That's true. I need yeah. to be ready. And in this case... If you didn't bring your milk pills, every time you went away, you'd leave a piece of you at that place. Is that correct? Uh, To some degree, (laughs) yeah. Thanks for going there. Yeah. In today's song, when this particular person leaves, they take a little piece of Paul Young with them every time they go away. Today's song, Every Time You Go Away, by Paul Young. Paul Young, I always thought he was way bigger than he actually was in North America. Yeah. Because he was everywhere for a while in the mid-80s, and even uh, the early 90s when he did Oh Girl, the the cover. Was that that in the 90s? I think it was 1990. Okay. That was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a fantastic song. I'm wondering if he was bigger in Canada than he was in the U.S. Every once in a while, an artist will be big here. Yeah. And not huge down south. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're going to be making all their real money. Right. Not the painted Canadian money that we have. (laughs) That's right. It's tough on... uh, The exchange wasn't great back in the 90s. We were doing really well for a year or two in the mid-2000s. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we got. That's... uh, those are our glory days, right? That's right. And they passed us by. Yeah. <laughs> but but he was big in the UK. Yeah. Like, and I think that's where he butters his toast. Yeah. Is that a British thing? No, it's a reference. But oh. now I know I've done more research. Than oh, absolutely. Yeah. Of course. You know that you have. I did. I did. That's not even a question. Okay. Yeah. He had a number of number one hits in the UK, but it never really translated over into the States. So why don't we just like jump in? 
both feet. All right, both feet, but we're are, is it going to be both feet in the shallow end or deep end? Well, let's ease our way into the shallow end. How about that? Okay, so we're kind of doing like one of those seniors um, water aerobics. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Paul Young. Paul Anthony Young. Oh, okay. You have done some research. Yeah. Wikipedia okay. says that. It's all bolded and everything. All right. Born 1956. Right. He uh, started, but did he drop out of school at 14? And it doesn't Gordon, say that. Okay. I think he may have dropped out of school early. I don't, I may not be being fair here to him. Maybe he, I don't know. It's a, it's the seventies. It's a different time. Yeah. Right. But he worked at the same plant, like a, a car plant as yeah, his dad. Yeah, auto plant. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. And so he got an apprenticeship there. Now I being a teacher, it means I don't actually know what's going on in the world around me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's some sort of apprenticeship, some sort of trade that has to do with cars. Yeah. He's going to be a, a car mechanic. Yeah, but, um, maybe, something. yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. Well, let's just go with that. We're going to say that. Either way, he's going to get a trade, but he's also playing in bands yeah. early in his life. So that's kind of his side hustle. He's doing that on weekends and evenings and stuff like that. And he starts doing well, but his dad tells him he has to finish his apprenticeship before he can be in like full-time bands. Yeah. And he so he does finish his apprenticeship and he still stays in these bands. Has a a stutter and a painfully okay. shy. And so the act of being in these bands actually helped him overcome both his shyness and helped him come up with strategies to get past his stutter, okay. so to speak. It's kind of like the Joe Biden of rock and roll. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And he also falls asleep in interviews. <laughs> so he's in a band. Let's go through his bands because we got to get back to my joke earlier and hopefully we can catch yeah. this. He was in a band called... Uh, Cat Cool and the Cool Cats. <laughs> it's what a name. I know, I don't right? know anything about them. But then after that, he was in a band called Street... Street Band. Street Band. And they had a song called Toast. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. That song is terrible. It's, uh, yeah, very strange. I think he's the singer on it. I, I yeah. watched the video and like it looked like him. And there's a part where they're actually buttering toast. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. Okay, scrape that toast, boys. The one article that I read said that it was reminiscent of Blur's Park Life, which makes no sense to me. There is certain elements of it yes. that are close, but th this toast thing is odd. No, it is yeah. a super odd song. It's a novelty song, really. And I feel like it's like a UK thing that definitely didn't translate over here. But we're not here to talk about toast, are we, Frank? No. We're here to raise a toast. Is that what you do? Or do you just raise a glass and give a toast? I thought we were going to talk about Q-tips. Oh, and well, there's next. Okay. And then he was in? The Q-tips. Right. And they were kind of one of those bands that are doing like 1960s throwbacks. Okay. After Q-tip. With some encouragement from a keyboardist in Q-Tip called Ian Cooley, I believe. Kind of encouraged Paul Young to go out on his own. And okay. so this Ian Cooley, I believe, was in Q-Tip as well. And he ended up being like the main keyboard synthesizer player for Paul Young through the 80s and 90s all along. And so Paul Young goes out on his own. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading that here that Q-Tip broke up after Paul Young started his uh, solo career in 82. Right, okay. And so he does pretty well pretty early. He covers a Marvin Gaye song. Yes. Yep. And that song is called? Oh, it's Wherever I Lay My Hat. All right. So that one, I think, might have gone to number one. Yeah, it did in the UK for three weeks. Wow. Yeah. Well, a different taste over there. Paul Young seems to have hits with covers, yeah. not with his own material. 
And that was the one article that I read said that he's a good interpreter of a song, not necessarily a songwriter. Right. And this would explain why when he was talking about like streams on Spotify not really translating into making him a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the issues is if you don't write the song. Yeah, you, you can't, uh, can't, <laughs> collect can't get a lot of uh, money for it, right? Yeah. So that does really well. And so he's a known commodity in the UK, mm-hmm. but we don't get to hear him until... This song, really. Well, but really, we do hear him on something else. Don't yeah, we? we we kind of get introduced to him in '85 with "Do They Know It's Christmas?" Yeah, and he does have the opening line. Yes, yeah. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. One of the few articles that I read said he had a vocal strain at the time, so he was really reserved. But it set the table for the more dramatic singers that were in the composition, like Boy George and Bono and all those guys that... Is Boy George in it? Yeah, and and George Michael. And George Michael, yeah. And those guys who really belted it out. But those opening lines, the first voice you hear in Do They Know It's Christmas is Paul Young. It was supposed to be David Bowie, but he wasn't able to make it. Yeah. And they went with Paul Young. And I know watching the documentary and from our previous podcast on Do They Know It's Christmas, I don't know if we talked a lot about him, but he seemed to be one of the more serious people in there. Well, because he probably recorded first thing in the morning before everyone got into the the booze and the... uh, the other things that were there. Almost certainly. He looks he looks serious and his voice lended itself to the sort of cause to me that, okay, yeah. this matters. And so from there, he does end up performing at Live Aid, this song. Yes. And it does yeah. an incredible version yeah. of it. And then somewhere around there, the song starts ascending the charts. And it reaches number one for one week yeah. in the States. Same article, I think it was. When are we going to say Tom Bryhan? Tom Bryhan stereo gum article. Yeah, okay. All right. Said basically all of his main influences were soul artists from the United States. And the fact that he never hit number one with his music before this song never really sat well with him. So it was always kind of that one little thing that he just wasn't doing was getting that number one in the States. But then this song comes out and this song, again, not even his song. He went for Blue-Eyed Soul this time. That's right. Originally written by Daryl Hall of Hall & Oates. And it's on the Voices album? Yes. The Hall & Oates Voices album? Yep. I guess it's always Daryl Hall and John Oates. We got to be careful what we say because one is suing the other yes, right now. Yes, that's right. It's tough times. Yeah. We feel your pain, Hall and Oders. I hope things come together. Frank and I did see Hall and Oates. We did get kicked out of the mosh pit. Yeah. We made it count, didn't we? Yeah. I think we talked about that at one point. We too. did. did we just... also talk about that was the day when I realized it wasn't just one person named Holland Oates. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah. You're going to try saying that joke again? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. That's good. It's <laughs> a good one. All right. Let me explain why it's funny <laughs> to you. So Daryl Hall actually wrote this song. Yes. He'll want you to know that because he wants you to know John Oates has nothing to do with this. Well, not with the songwriting of it. I think yeah. any of their songs really. No. Oh, man. I always think of Wham. And this is not fair to John Oates because we saw him in concert. Yeah. He can play. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I don't want to be unfair to Andrew Ridgely, but I feel like there is a bit of a Wham thing with Hall and Oates. And I don't want to offend the uh, the Oat heads out there. I'm going to keep making up new names for Hall Note fans. Oh, okay. That's for Oat Heads, ones who don't like Daryl Hall. Gotcha. Okay, anyways, back to this. Daryl Hall. Not the Hallers. Yeah. The guys that really like. The Hallaback guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good call. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So Daryl Hall wrote this song, 
and it was on their Voices album, which mm-hmm. was had a whole bunch of huge hits. Yes. Kisses on my list is on there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But this song doesn't sound anything like those songs. This is strictly just an album song. Right. And it's like a gospel sort of yeah. feel thing. Yeah, it has that gospel influence, right? And you said you might like it better than the song. I really like it. I thought it was well done. There's more vocally that Paul Young is doing with the song, but the feel I got from the the gospel sort of end of things, it made me feel very, I don't know, it just seemed really familiar to me. Okay. I liked it. Do you like it more than the other? I don't know. I like it. I really do like it. I like both versions. Okay. Can I be Switzerland here? You can be. Okay. I'm going to sit in Switzerland with Daryl Hall here. I heard it. It was okay to me. Yeah. But I really, really like the Paul Young version. Yeah. And Daryl Hall said he couldn't imagine how it could have been a hit until he heard it. Until he heard Paul Young do it. Yeah. And it had me thinking about who, well, who's the producer of this again? Yeah. The producer is Lori Latham. I'm assuming it could be Lori Latham who brought it to the table. Maybe Paul Young heard it, but somebody decided that they could do this song. Yeah. And to me, I just don't have that sort of imagination that I can picture a song being so different. Well, that's because you listen to songs. You don't picture them. They're not visual. They're audible. That's right. And that leads well into this song because this song is definitely a soundscape and visual song. Yeah. Yeah. And so they do that. I feel that's what this song does is it takes a song and then makes it into a cinematic thing. So it takes a piece of a song away with it. It like takes the whole thing. With gotcha. It. Okay. One big piece. One big piece. One big piece, which is the entire song. All right. So there's our versions. Our major two versions are the Hall Notes and Paul Young. Oh, there's a third. Okay. Blue Room. As a version. I don't know that one. Well, it was played in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so they took a song that got 80s-fied, if I can say that about yeah. Paul Young's, and they like late 80s-fied it. Yeah. It actually worked kind of, but it wasn't as good as Paul no. Young's or Hall Notes. Paul Young doesn't just have one version, but there are three versions of this song. Yes. So you and I did most of our research on the single version, which is the version most of us grew up on. Yeah. But there's this 12-inch version that's Mm -hmm. seven and a half minutes long, and there's the album version, which is five and a half minutes long, Yeah. and they have a lot to give. Yeah, and you played the opening, what, two minutes of the 12-inch version? There's a lot happening. It is so much more theatric. There's a lot musically going on with the single version as well, but that 12-inch version, like that seven and a half minute version, there's emotion happening in in everything that's going on. Like I said, theatrical and, and just, it's not loud and bombastic, but there's a lot of feel in it. I feel like it should have 
Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis on a motorcycle. Yes. Plane. Oh, yeah, because there's like planes taking off and all that. Here's something I really want to talk about. Okay. I've been, I've been waiting. Okay. The power of this song is in the fretless bass. Now, in the article we were reading, we both read, talked about this. Yes. But I completely agree. It's the distinctive fretless bass of Pino Palladino. And I got that from Wikipedia. That's right. Let me tell you what Pino Palladino has played on. He's played on some Don Henley tracks, like New York Minute. Mm-hmm. Gravity by John Mayer. Do you remember that song? A lot of oh, John yeah, yeah. Mayer. He plays yeah, yeah. with John Mayer a lot. Oh, okay. Perfect by Ed Sheeran. Oh, like, really? This is the oh, 60s geez. still playing yeah, this yeah. stuff. He played on But Seriously by Phil Collins. You okay. can hear this. He played on a little song called Feels Like Heaven with Shaka Khan and oh, Peter Cetera. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He also played on Song for the Lovers by Richard Ashcroft, oh, which okay. is an insanely good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Watermelon Sugar... By Harry Styles. This guy is... He's still playing. Oh, yeah. He's like the ultimate session yeah. player. And his fretless bass playing is especially yeah. distinctive. Yeah. It is. And that's the one note that I wrote down here was the bass moves. It's crazy. It's all over the place. Yeah. And it's great. It's great. And it, to me, it makes a song. That and the electric sitar. Yes. And that is John Turnbull, who yep. is in the Blockheads. Yeah. And he plays also like the... It's this guitar that sounds like a Spanish guitar. I don't want to say flamenco because I'm worried about it. I think you're thinking of Portuguese. Oh, a Portuguese guitar. Yeah, because Portuguese and Spanish sound similar. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then you also have Ian Cooley, who we talked about yeah. earlier, who actually died three years ago. So, oh. um, sorry to bring it down there, buddy. Yeah, so this is a bit of a downer episode yeah. now. And then Ian Cooley played those distinctive keys. Yes. I can't get the word distinctive out of my head. I'm sorry. I've now said it twice. You've said it once. Oh. I said it in relation to the fretless bass. I know, and I just keep saying distinctive. It's certainly instinctive probably too. But those keys and the synth sounds also just are just incredible. So this song has so much going for it, even before we get to Paul Young's voice. Musically, there is a lot going on, and it it's not one thing overpowering the next. They really work in concert really well yeah. together. Yeah, and there's a moment in the song when they all come together. Yeah. Should I say it now or wait for Let's analysis? Let's say it now. At the musical interlude. Yes. All of them come together. Yeah. yeah. So powerful. Yeah, exactly, right? Should we jump into the analysis of the song? I think or... we were already halfway oh, there. Oh, yeah, we just did. We yeah. just... <laughs> okay. Well, we got that opening, and there's various openings we can go with. Yeah. But for us, for that single version, is here in that fretless bass. Yeah. Do you know what makes a bass fretless? Well, no frets. That's right. (laughs) Here's the thing. I didn't realize this, but I guess on a bass, or a guitar, I guess, I don't know much about frets, but from what I gathered, I just watched a YouTube video. uh, Fretting is worrying. Right. So no, oh, that's why it sounds so carefree. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. I guess the thing with a fretless guitar is you got to take huge chances with this because if it's fretted, 
there are distinctive notes already on there. Yeah. And so if you put your finger in like one place or another, as long as you're in between the place, it's going to hit that note. But on a fretless, it moves more like a voice where it can just go where it wants to go. Exactly. But that means it could go badly if you don't play it well. Yeah. We've heard my voice. It can go very badly. Uh, Let's say it's fretless. My (laughs) voice. I have a fretless voice. You do. And so um, there are like certain bands that, are known for playing fretless basses. I think one of them is the Bare Naked Ladies because Jim Cregan always played the stand-up bass. The stand-up bass, bass, yeah. And so a fretless bass is similar because there's no frets on a stand-up bass. Yeah, okay. So I learned that. And so if you want to slap a bass, you need to have frets there. Yes. Because you just can't slap a fretless Fretless bass. bass. I was so thrilled with fretless basses that I spent a good portion of my day just like listening to people play fretless basses. Oh, okay. It was quite good. Yeah, yeah. Made me kind of want to learn a bass. Although I think I need a fretted bass. I think that would go better for me. Well, you are a worrier, so. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. That's why this podcast is so uh, distinctive. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So we uh, we definitely covered the uh, the artist. We we skipped whoever played drums. It wasn't Phil Collins, so I didn't really pay attention. No, I have a uh, Mark Pinder. Okay. Yeah, the Wikipedia page has all the different artists on it. The only other artist I'm about to click on the hyperlink for is the electric guitar player whose name is Steve Bolton. Turns out not related to Michael Bolton at all. All right. Well, then we won't talk about him. But no, hey, exactly. way to go, Steve and the guy who played drums. Yeah. Mark, Mark Pinder. Pinder. Mark yeah. Pinder. Okay, good. I'm sure you did well too. There's always a Rance Mullinux on every team. Yeah. <laughs> so for the four... Toronto baseball fans from ne- the 1980s. They'll get that. Yeah, reference. yeah, okay. Oh, and Rand Smallnucks, if you're listening, I'm sorry, that wasn't funny. Actually, I read an article a couple of years ago saying in baseball now, because there's more, the game is features players who are more utility type players, yeah. as opposed to just strict position players, that Rand Smallnucks would have been an all-star in today's game. He was a good player. He was really good. You got thoughts about Garth Org? <laughs> Are we turning this into our 1980s Blue Jays podcast, <laughs> finally? I watched three games in the 80s and yeah. they stuck with me. Well, Molnix and Org are pretty funny last names. They so. are, that's true. Okay. Uh, well, you want to jump in the first verse? Yeah, let's hit it. You better do something here. First verse of the single version goes like this. Hey, but I believe uh, with the echo function on it, it goes, hey, 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 hey. Does it? I, I heard remember. take it, take it, take okay. it. That's what I thought, but apparently it's hey. Yeah. If we can solve any problem... Then why do we lose so many tears? Oh, so you go again when the leading man appears. All right, there you go, verse one before the pre-chorus. Oh, okay. I have that as part of the chorus. Oh, okay. Or part of the verse, sorry. Okay, all right. Well, we'll, we'll go to that soon. Um, why do we lose so many tears? Is that Does that mean he's crying a lot and losing tears? My take on that is, and this is similar to the Stereo Gum article, is this is a man who continually gets left by his best girl, who, in my mind, and forgive me here, I don't mean to judge, But if she keeps leaving him, 
I don't think she's really his best girl. Well, here's the deal. She might be his best girl, but he's not her best guy. That's true. And so... But it's not necessarily a fault of his own. No, not at all. Because you look at this, and so you go again when the leading man appears. He's just the soft landing for her. He's always there. I know. And so here's... I have a question written down here. Yeah, no, the song's about me. Exactly. Yeah, I know your question. This happens to me all the time. This resonates strongly. Yeah, so much. We've been there before. I'm still there. Yeah. There have been moments, I think this came up in the past, where if the roles have been reversed, and I think they have been in our lives, we kind of block that out because we don't want to admit the pain we may have caused somebody. Yeah. But feeling that pain hurts a lot yeah so when someone says this is going to hurt me more than you yeah no that's a lie that's a lie it yeah, actually absolutely. This, this hurts a lot more yeah yeah the the breaker upper it doesn't hurt as much as a breaker uppy yeah yeah absolutely it hurts and I, I, i'm still dealing with hurts right and, and so that brings us to that line in my first verse but in your half of the first verse when the leading man appears where you're the secondary character you're the yeah. understudy yeah I had a uh, a frank conversation because I was the one having the conversation. And your name's Frank. And my name's Frank. Yeah. With this one girl one time, I said, you didn't treat me right. Like, I was just a soft landing for you. That's all I was. When things weren't going well, you just like, like oh no, Frank will always be there. And I always was. And and you always will be. Oh, I sure. always will be. <laughs> you're saying it, I know. Yeah. There's that thing where you're telling somebody off like that. Yeah. But you're, oh, yeah, you, know, exactly. you want to be the guy who's like, I'm yeah. leaving. Yeah. But but I'll stay if you want. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, Rock Rosine said, I'll always be there. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> enough about my therapy session Yeah, yeah right. So this goes to uh, what I feel is a pre-course. Yeah. Always the same thing. Can't you see? We've got everything going on and on and on. What do, you, what do you take from that there, Frank? That's a desperate man. That's me. I love how you said we were going to move away from the therapy session. Back to it. Reopen okay, back the to file. my therapy Re-open session. Reopen the therapy file. It's a man who is so taken and so committed to this relationship, even though he knows every time she goes away, it's like, can't you see? We got so much going on. Like, we are so good for each other, but not when you go away. Like, there's so much here. Like, look at what I have to offer. We have so much going on, which is really like, I got so much going on. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot more going on, but just with somebody else, huh? I've got a lot of love to give. You just don't know where to put it. I feel is not. A lot lyrically going on, but Paul Young's vocalizations make you feel everything. So even though on paper it doesn't look as impressive, but the way he sings it with the incredible instrumentation yeah. just brings out. Yeah. Well, I love the way we got everything going on and on and on. Like mm-hmm. it's it doesn't sound desperate, but you know that there is a lot of emotion and a lot of heartache behind it. Oh, yeah. It works so well, right? It's just so distinctive. So the chorus, every time you go away, you take a piece of me with you. Oh, he says it again. Yeah. It, I mean, not much of a chorus in terms of lyrics, but... The image is yeah, pretty incredible. 
Yeah. Kudos, Daryl Hall. That is a great image. That's a great line. This is something, and this just came to me now. So every time she goes away, she takes a piece of him with her. So she comes back, she leaves. She comes back, she leaves. So every time she's continually just taking a little piece of him away. So he's diminishing as time goes on. There's always just this little piece being taken away from him. So now he's less of a man four, five, six years down the road. He's diminished every time. Yeah. And so he's disappearing by degrees. Yeah, yeah. So that makes it even more heartbreaking, right? Yeah. Heartfelt and breaking. Yeah. And to know that he's losing himself over her. This is also a kind of theme in these doomed relationships. And again, this is why this is me. (laughs) This is why you chose this song? (laughs) Who am I anymore, Bill? Do we know who I am? Oh, no. There's hardly any of you left, Frank. So verse two. And before verse two, we get those keys and bass coming in. Yes. And oh man, it's so good. I don't want to, I've said, I, a recent episode I was editing, I realized I said good about 18 times. Yeah. But good actually. And you cut it down to like 14. I know. I thought I had really cut it down. I was so unimpressed with myself. <laughs> but when I say good, I think I mean better than great. Because you could say, oh, that's great. But if I say, oh, that's good. Yeah. And so when I hear the bass of the keys, like, oh, that's good. Good means something grander to yeah. me. Yeah, more encompassing. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's what I feel when I hear the bass and keys there. I feel like I'm in I'm in a place. Like, it's dark. Yeah. But there's, like, wheat in the fields blowing back and forth. And it's safe. It's not like a guy in a truck is trying to um, run me over. I don't know why Joyride just got in my head. <laughs> but you know, every time I try to come up with a nice image, I'm like, but watch out, it's not safe, it's dark. <laughs> but I feel like it's a it's a summer night. I'm hearing this and it's and the wind's going back and forth. And I'm alone and I feel terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel good feeling terrible. Because she left you with a piece of you. Yeah. And I'm just holding on. I'm bleeding out. Yeah. Metaphorically. Metaphorically. And physically. Because well, it turns out she's a bit of a femme fatale and yeah. has and, a knife. Yeah. And there's a transport truck still trying to yeah. chase me down. <laughs> You'd think it'd be easy. Like, I know we're going to get to this song at some point, but- This Paul, is all getting cut. Yeah, I know. But Paul Walker just had to shift to the left. It's really hard for a transport truck to turn around and get you, right? Verse two, go on and go free. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, Daryl Hall. There's no way we believe you're actually saying that. Yeah, exactly. This is a man trying to convince himself. Oh, yeah. A lie to himself. Yeah. Maybe you're too close to see. I can feel your body move, but it doesn't just move. It moves. Oh, yeah, that's right. He throws a little bit extra on that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mean that much to me.
This is a verse about a man lying to himself. Yeah, I have a bunch of question marks there. Like, are you kidding me? What do you mean doesn't mean that much to me? This whole song is about how much it means to him. Exactly. I don't need that piece of me. I didn't need that, Yeah. <laughs> you know, part of my heart. Yeah. I don't need two kidneys. Or the appendix, apparently. Yeah. Well, no one needs an appendix. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that that's my take. This is a verse of a desperate man trying to convince himself that he doesn't need this girl. Right. But then it just shifts to that second half there. Yeah. Pre-chorus or second half. I can't go on saying the same thing because can't you see? We got everything, baby, even though you know. And that is so devastating. Yeah. So one is he says, I can't go on. So it's like, okay, so she does mean a lot to you, buddy. And then it's saying we got everything, even though he's forcing the we into something that's an I. Yeah. Right? And it's not working Mm -hmm. out. Yeah. This is a one-sided relationship. And it does resonate with me because this has been a trap that I've fallen into so, so many times where... Oh man, this is a therapy episode, <laughs> it isn't is it? Th- <laughs> Sorry. Am I the therapist or yeah. is Paul Young? Well, or is John Oates? Are the listeners are my therapist right you now? You owe them all a lot of money. For oh my to goodness, this. Yeah. yeah. But this is where, if it's not a reciprocated feeling, you can really damage yourself. And here's the thing. It's something we do to ourselves. Oh, she hasn't done this to him. No. He's done this to her because he's created a fantasy land. Yes. And she is going through her life and figuring things out. Yeah. But the blame gets put on her for not being the person he's created in his mind. Yes. And we've done that. Yeah. Man, I... uh. I think I need to talk to someone. Well, you're you're talking to a lot of people yeah. right now, I guess, but you're definitely going to places. How do I let someone just hug me right now? Well, it's tough to hug a person who's missing so many pieces. Oh my goodness. Every time you go away, you take a piece of me with you. And we go back to that chorus, right? Yeah. Every time you go away, you take a piece of me with you. Mm -hmm. And it goes on. Then we get to that musical interlude. Yes. Yeah. And it is incredible. And it has everything going on and on and on. It does. Well put. And it, to me, is a high point of the song. Paul Young's vocals are incredible, and there's been some really mean things said about him. Yeah. Yeah. That, the article the from Spin? Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Did a bland version of a blander song? Yeah. Like, that's, oh, And no. then use the F word yeah. to describe it. No. I didn't, I didn't appreciate that. Hey, Spin Magazine, if this is such a bland song, how did it go to number one? How did it make Paul Young an international superstar? Oh, don't have an answer? That's right, because it's amazing. You totally nailed that. (laughs) Thanks. Everything's in there. You got the Spanish guitar, which is... uh, Or Portuguese. Or Portuguese. 
You got the synth. You got the fretless bass. Oh my goodness, Paladino is just paladining the heck out of. Sorry, when when you say the Spanish Portuguese guitar, do you mean the electric sitar? I don't know what it is. Yeah, is I think it it's the electric sitar? sitar. Wow. Yeah. And then I feel like it's like '80s grace notes, which are yeah. light and gracie, but they just create something. Yeah. Certain 80s songs had a way of bringing soundtrack music to the forefront. Yeah. Even though this song itself, I don't remember it being in a movie outside of the planes, trains, and automobiles, but the song itself is a trip through a sort of visual space. Yeah. I'm being taken on an emotional trip through this song right now. Yeah. yeah. And I have no choice but to travel it with you. Yeah, exactly. You know we're going to hug at the end of this, right? Here we are, but it's, Yeah. You'll get like two taps for me and a push out the door. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks. We got a bridge, right? Yeah. But the bridge really is the same it's, lines. Yeah. I mean, it works differently though, right? I can't go on saying the same thing because, well, of course, here we go. Because baby, can't you see we got everything going on and on and on. Yeah. By then it's now, it's like triumphant, but also defeated. Yeah. Can't go on saying the same thing. There's a false bravado here. Yeah. So there's a confidence that you're trying to just like, you're trying not to sound desperate and whiny. We got everything going on and on and on. And you have this like, yeah, I'm a good time. I'm fun. There's so much happening here. Yeah. And in doing that, you just sound desperate and whiny. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say not us, but that didn't ring true at all. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> okay. And then we get to the final ending there where I have written, it's Holland Oatsish. Yes. And that's where you kind of hear the background vocals. Yes, that's exactly what I have written as well. I also have P.Y. strutting. P.Y. stands for Paul Young. Oh, okay. Vocally, he's just strutting at this point. Oh, yeah. He's pulling out all the stops and just letting his voice take over. It's a vocal home run derby. Every time you go away. Let's talk about that video. I mean, I'll give him one thing, that this song feels like the type of song you would snap your fingers and spin to. Yes. And he snaps and spins. This song is a mid-tempo song. Yeah. The footage of him on stage really doesn't make sense to any of the video. Like all the rock and roll moves that he's doing with his pirate shirt. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's he's a sweaty rock star, but that's what the director of the video wanted to see because this director used to watch Paul Young when he was doing his front man thing with the bands and, and as a rock and roll singer and a blue-eyed soul and all that other sort of stuff. So he wanted to capture his, basically his stage presence, but it doesn't make sense with the song. Not at all, because he's diving on the stage into these throngs of women who are screaming and cheering for him. This video doesn't make sense with the song to me. It, it doesn't. It functions as a way to promote his latest tour, maybe, or yeah. to show him that he's a real big deal. Yeah. but Which he was. Yeah. 
But this is a song about being utterly alone. Yeah. And even when he's filmed alone, he looks too cool. Yeah. And too quaffed to be it. I'm just realizing this now. He has kind of a young Paul McCartney look to him. That's right. He does. Yeah. Also, his name is Paul and it's a young Paul McCartney. Right. Paul Young. So maybe there's some sort of science fiction correlation there. Right. Or you just decided you'd pick someone named Paul and go with it. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you didn't go Paul Orndorff. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I guess you had two choices. Paul Orndorff, Paul McCartney. Or Paul Molitor. Yeah. 90s Blue Jays now. (laughs) Great Blue Jay. One of the greats. Well, the video is what the video is. I'm not a big fan of it. It's nothing special. No. It feels very 80s. I feel like I've seen a lot of these where it's like, hey, look at us. We're on stage and Mm -hmm. we're really popular. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think Bon Jovi did a lot of this. It's funny that you should say that because the director of this video, Nick Morris, also did Bon Jovi's Wanted Dead or Alive. Knew it. Wow, <laughs> we're really... Con- no, I didn't, but I okay. feel like we're now getting so good at this game. Yeah, we're basically reading each other's minds or computer screens. Right, right. Let's talk some categories? Yes. Okay, question for you. Who else could sing this song? Why is it Michael Bolton? And what type of Michael Bolton would be singing this song? Oh, this is Soul Provider Michael Bolton. Yeah. 1988. It's on that album cover with that the sport coat or the jacket, no tie, white shirt. Yeah, that's oh, that's the guy go. that's singing this. It's not Double Denim Bolton. No. Soul Provider no, Bolton. No, Soul Provider Does he do a 12-minute version of this song? That's the short version, yes. <laughs> that's right. That's a radio version. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it's got to be maximalist in every possible oh, way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, what season do you uh, oh. think of the song for? Because I said summer, but actually I don't think I'm feeling it I anymore. I don't think it's a summer. I think it's a late fall. Yes, yes. I think it's November. Yeah. Yeah, like late November. Yeah. So before because December, it... but but late. Oh, it's a turkey dump song. Ooh, like an American turkey dump. Yeah, or Canadian. Doesn't matter. Okay, so you want to go early October. Oh, well, I guess that's like don't mid-fall, want it. right? This is not that's a second it. Monday in October song, is it, Frank? Ah, it could be. It's a turkey. I it's like a it. turkey dump song. Okay. You've never been turkey dumped. I've been turkey dumped. Okay. But oh, I never last that long. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. This is a holiday breakup song. Are you listening to this in the uh, day or the night? Oh, uh, evening. Yeah, it's an evening yeah. song. It's four o'clock and it's dark out that kind of evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, now we're late November. This is yeah, an American okay. turkey Yeah, drop. okay. Okay. Where do you think you would most likely hear this song? I think this works really well in dentist office. Oh, okay. I was uh, going to say doctor's waiting room. Yeah, it works there too. It needs to be something that's going to calm you down. Yeah. But I like it at a dentist because when you're about to get your teeth drilled, yeah, you, you want to hear something calming. Yeah. Yeah. You want to hear about another sad, pathetic man. That's right. That's true. Was it Janis Joplin that sang the song, Take a Little Piece of My Heart? Yes. Well, that's that's something. Yeah. That's similar. I have a couple of things I find interesting about this song. Okay. Paul Young is an accident-prone guy. Is he? <laughs> yeah. So it turns out he's like fallen off the stage before. He broke a bunch of ribs crashing into a sand dune after Live Aid <laughs> when he was on in in some like really nice Bahamas area. Yeah. He uh, also on the Johnny Carson show had those maracas in his hands. Yeah. And he would throw them in air to catch them. And he talked about how... He would do this sometimes, but if he was worried he wasn't going to be able to catch them, he'd just run out of the way <laughs> and they'd just smash to the ground. <laughs> but someone was running the smoke machine okay. and then hit the, a different button and he wasn't used to it and they couldn't see a thing and the maracas landed right on his eyes. <laughs> and he ended up with a black eye oh, on the Johnny Carson show. Oh my goodness. I just had that there. 
Did you bring a mixtape to the table? Yes. Okay. So I know for the last little while, I've gone mostly with themes. Yeah. Like what the song was written about, something specific out of the song. I went with a sonic feel with this one. Mid-tempo, sort of mid-80s songs. All right. And a lot of them are kind of, can I say, sad bastard songs. Definitely. Those are the songs that resonate with me. I'm going to get to my mixtape eventually here. Start with I Don't Want to Live Without You by Foreigner. Yeah. Listen to Your Heart by Roxette. Foolish Beat, Debbie Gibson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love Will Lead You Back by Taylor Dane. Throwing It All Away, Genesis. Love that song. And I'm ending it all with Without You by Harry Nilsson. Okay. All right. I wanted my mixtape to be about fretless bass songs. (laughs) Okay. Now, there's so many, but after hearing your mixtape, I want to go with a theme but with fretless bass songs. First one is going to be Black Velvet by Alana Miles. That has a fretless bass? Yeah. Oh, wow. When you hear it, you can't okay. miss it. Yeah. Nikita by Elton John. Okay. And that's fretless bass. I Wish It Would Rain Down Phil Collins with our man Palladino. Pino Palladino. On the fretless nice. bass. Next up, New York Minute, Don Henley. Yeah. I think I was originally going to cut it, but now I'm going to put it in. Yeah. With our man. Pino Palladino. On the fretless bass. Wait, that has a fretless bass? Yeah. Kel Supreze. <laughs> well, there's a lot of fretless bass songs out there. I'm going to go with Smooth Operator by Shot. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And then, ooh, now I'm just kind of calling things out. This is going kind of audible, Frank. I'm going to put a song for the lovers by Richard Ashcroft. I'm not sure it has a fretless bass, but it does have our man. Pino Palladino. On the bass. And then at the very end of this, of course, we're going to throw in uh, the seven and a half minute version. Of this song. That's right. (laughs) The song we just talked about, Every Time You Go Away. Yeah. I was talking to a friend of ours. Chris Newkirk? uh, No, no. But it was about Chris Newkirk. There was a category called, would Chris Newkirk like this song? I'm guessing, well, I don't know anymore. We used to say no for sure, but now we've sort of found that he might actually have the same taste that we do. Yeah, I think he does. I think he's just been pretending he's cool. Is that what I need to do? No, Pretend I'm cool? No, we're not. We're okay. cool. No, oh, yeah. oh, see, right. no, say he's not pretending he's cool. We just found out we're cool. Oh, yes. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, Chris Newkirk, of course, we've talked about him before from the Julies. Super cool. Like you and me, Frank. Just like us. Okay. Now, we talked about nostalgia on a previous episode. Yes. And so I was talking to another friend of ours who is adamant about nostalgia being a dangerous thing. Yeah. And Chris, of course, saying, well, we got to go there, right? But our friend said, no, no, no. You guys are talking about reminiscing. That's not the same as nostalgia. So here's something I learned. Nostalgia comes from the same sort of root as fibromyalgia. Do you know that stuff? It's like you're in pain all the yeah. time? Yeah. So nostalgia means you look back on your past with pain. Okay. And that's what nostalgia actually means. Oh, really? So there's reminiscing, but that's different. Yeah. But nostalgia is a whole other thing. I feel today we've participated in some nostalgia. Yes. You're, <laughs> you're, you've been bleeding out metaphorically and possibly literally. What is that on the floor there? I am just glad that I still have benefits left for the year, so I can yeah. uh, I can talk to someone about this. Maybe hug a pillow. Every time you 
Nostalgia is a dangerous thing. Yes. And so I was thinking of a new tagline for our podcast. What's that? At Bill and Frank's Guilty Pleasures. We'll take the shame away, but we can't promise that we're going to take the pain away. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, so much pain. <laughs> I mean, we're all together in this. And for some of you out there, when you hear this song, you feel the pain. It might be sweet pain, but it's pain. But we want you to know that we're here for you. And we know that maybe we're always saying the same thing, but we want you to know that we have everything going on and on and on at Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures.